What's up, snitches? Welcome back to another episode of Let's Gossip with Meredith and Steph. This week, we have another Bachelorette recap. Got some goods in here. And we got a little Gossip of the Week, of course. For Gossip of the Week, we are going to be talking about, obviously, Taylor Swift and the music video all too well. Then we're going to get into Kendall Jenner and what she wore to her friend's wedding. And then we're going to finish off with Chrissy Teigen's Squid Game Party. Let's get into it. All right, and to kick off The Bachelorette this week, let's just recap what happened last week real quick. Basically, all there is to know is that Chris S. has a big vendetta against Nate, and he made it very clear in front of everybody, all of the guys, calling everybody out, and really just putting a target on his back, and not really on the best good graces with Michelle. No. And then moving into this week, we have Minneapolis, Michelle's hometown. And for the first one-on-one, all of the guys are, like, running up to her to, like, greet Michelle, every single one. And then she's like, Michelle's like, I'm picking actually one of you out of the group to come along with me for the day for a one-on-one. And, of course, she picks Joe Minnesota. Of course. Why are they calling him Joe Minnesota? I know he's Mr. Basketball or whatever, but I'm like... She really likes, Michelle really likes to hang on to that. No, 100%. She said it like six times. The only reason that it's like it was Joe specifically for this date is just because they're both from Minneapolis or Minnesota. But it's like, if I was the bachelorette and say we went back to like, I don't know, like Detroit or Grand Rapids, it's like, I'm not bringing the dude that lives in Michigan that's been to Detroit and Grand Rapids a million times. Right. It's like, do you not think Joe's been to Minneapolis? But it was more of like a sentimental date where it's yeah. like going to her high school and looking at the basketball stuff. And like it made it like their first date kind of thing, like for a one-on-one, it made it more like comfortable and casual for them because it's right. like we're literally just chilling in our hometown as if this is normal, which I also kind of like for them for why she right. picked him at the same time. That's a good image, a little bit of like what, what it would like. be like just like out on the town with him and near the town you guys have both grown up in. Exactly. And I do feel like Michelle has preconceived feelings yeah. for Joe. Like, even them in the car right when they got their one-on-one, it's just, like, they look like they're already dating. Obviously, I know that they don't really know each other. It's essentially, like, when you were in high school, the boy you had a crush on for years that never gave you a chance, and now he's giving you a chance, and you already have liked him for all of these years. He's, like, the senior star quarterback on the football team, and she's, like, the freshman or sophomore. Exactly. Like, shy girl. And she she even said that. Yeah. So she's like, he's exactly who I would have had a crush on in high school. She really likes this whole idea of him where I'm like, but you, we don't really know him. And she doesn't really either. Right. They only DM'd apparently. So yeah. it's like, I, I do like them together. You can tell how much they like each other that she's like so obsessed with him. But I'm also like, we don't even know him yet. Yeah. She's already got him on the pedestal. 100%. And after their date of just like running around Minneapolis, we move into the dinner portion, which is like the part where everybody divulges their secrets. Yep. Their inner secrets. And what Joe chooses to talk about was basketball and, you know, how that ended up leading to his depression, which he goes, he goes, I broke my fifth metatarsal, which sounds a lot better than I broke my pinky toe. I literally can't believe, like, did you have to look that up? No, Brett goes, he goes, he goes, that's his pinky toe. I go, wait, I would have never known that. Because he just casually throws that out there. And then Michelle's like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, are we all supposed to know what that means? Like, 
I have no idea what that means. Like, even if that's a bone in your leg or something, tell right. me that it's your thigh bone or something. Like, I don't know what kind of, what part of your body you were even talking about here. Exactly. Like, he goes, my fifth metatarsal. Your pinky toe. Your pinky toe. Well, and then that led to him having a botched foot surgery where the, right. like, getting his, like, uh, a screw put into his foot in the middle of, like, basketball season and then the surgeon or whatever puts too big of a screw and splits his bone in half or something, like, right. really shatters it. That's pretty, that's fucked No, up. that is really that's, fucked Because then, then that just spiraled the amount of, like, I mean, now he can't fully recover. No. You know? I mean, my He'll boy- never be back to his, ma- like, the way he was before. Oh, absolutely not. My boyfriend actually had this rare, like, I don't even know what it was. Like, it was basically, like, all of the joints in both of his feet were completely fused together where you can't even, like, flex your foot or, like, go up on your tiptoes. And apparently, it's super rare to happen to anybody in one foot, and it happened to my boyfriend in both. So, Brett actually had to have every single joint in his foot pulled apart and he's got huge metal plates in both of his ankles and feet with like massive scars down his feet so it's like he was watching and he's like no i get that like because yeah. it's just like the worst recovery you can't walk you exactly. can't do anything no. brett was learning a wheelchair freshman yeah. year of high school like that's just an absolutely horrible feeling right and especially it's like joe is mr basketball, basketball. and it's like his whole career is on the line here I understand because like athletes like obviously when it's like it is their entire life and especially like that's what he thought his entire future was going to be as well did he think he was going into the nba probably i mean if is, he's mr basketball of all of minnesota right but really like you know i was talking to brett about it last night too because it's like i totally understand like the fact if you're like a sophomore in college and you have two more years of basketball and this is happening to you yeah. like it would feel like your yeah. world is ending yeah. absolutely however it's like if he wasn't going into the NBA, you would only be playing two more years anyways. Yeah. You know, and he talked about this thing where it's like, once you're not an athlete anymore, like, who are you? You, you yeah. lose a piece of I your personality. I feel like so many athletes, like, injury or not, like, if they don't go past college or even past high school, it's like, well, then what do I do? What am, who am I? You know? It's like, well, now what am I, what am I good for now at this point? You know? But right. it's like... But then maybe also you should have been dabbling in some other things like your he education. Was. He was he was going to school. Like I don't know if I'm just not like being. I think I'm just being a tad insensitive about the whole no, situation because no, I'm like I'm, I think I think we're, no we are on the same page though. You're not, we are. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm just like I get it. That would be absolutely like world ending. However, it's like you're not an Olympian. You know, like I yeah. have listened to women Olympic athletes that have talked about like yeah. from the moment they're born to the moment the Olympics are over. Yeah. And obviously people compete in the Olympics till they're well into right. their 20s and 30s. Like this woman that I would listen talk about, she was like a 30 year old swimmer. She's like, that's, now I'm done with the Olympics at 30 years old. And she's like, I didn't like, I don't know if she went to college. You know, it's like her whole life was swimming. And now you're done being an Olympian. And it's like, you're now 30 years old. It's like, what do I do? Everyone's acting like everyone was talking about how Simone is like, this is her last, this could be her last year. She's the oldest, like yeah. a gymnast out there. And it's like, she's 24. Exactly. So it's like when your entire life and personality is an Olympian and you're like recognized everywhere yeah. for that, it's like, after you're done being an Olympian, what are you doing? Right. And that I truly understand. 100%. Whereas Joe and a college athlete at like a state college, I understand like that would feel so soul crushing. Right. But also it's like, well, were you, were you going into the NBA or were you going to be done in two years anyways? Right. One year, you know? Was that, yeah. Like, and obviously like that ended up spiraling for him. And and it's like, it is sad. But my point here with Michelle is like, Michelle is listening to this pinky toe story. Absolutely in tears, crying, so sad, which it is a really intense moment for the two of them. 
but I can't help but think about Rick's story last week. 100%, like we were saying, she gave him like barely any sort of like empathy backwards or like, like she didn't really console him as much as we thought no. um, she would, but she is like over the moon hysterical for Joe, Joe's story about his pinky toe and everything. Right. And I'm like, I, it's because like we can't relate like she can no. to that. You know, it's like she can genuinely relate because they are so the same when it comes to sports. Right. And it's like every like basketball was also her everything. So totally. It's like, but just like we're saying where it's like all good things come to an end. It's like you played in college. Okay, you graduated. You're not going into that WNBA. It's like, okay, you had your time. <laughs> I don't. Everyone gets their time, whether it works out or not. Right. It's like, well, that's very sad. Of course, we were sad. Everybody's sad. Like, I, like the depression factor and everything that's like the aftermath with the surgery. Like that is a lot for him and I feel for him. And I understand her feeling for him too. But I'm like, okay, um, not not as deep for me as Rick's. No, so, 100%. Like I just wish he could have given that empathy yeah. and like that reaction to Rick. I thought that the entire time too. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, no. And it's like, you can just tell that she is gaga. Yes. Ga freaking ga One, for Joe. Literally anything could come out of Joe's mouth and she's game on. 100%. Tears. I don't think she's even hearing the words out of his mouth. She's just staring at him like, wow. <laughs> literally. She, what did she say? Like, it's always good kissing Joe. Yep. But I'm like, oh yeah, I'm loving the passion between them too. Right, <laughs> totally. But I don't oh. know if I see them going like the distance. I don't know if I see her picking him in the end. No, I don't know either. I it's... think she's too wrapped up in like the hometown Minnesota boy. Yeah. But also another random thing is, do all of the guys know like 100% she is not moving? She is not moving from Minnesota. I didn't know that. So I'm, a, I'm assuming they don't. <laughs> she asked Rick, like, would you be willing to move here? Right. And then also she's like, my family's here. My kids are yeah. here. My oh, yeah. whole she's life is here. Budget. And she also said, my dream is to have a house on Lake Minnetonka. Yep. That's and my boat. dream. And the boat. So she's um, not budging whatsoever. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think we need some more communication on that from her to the guys being like, hey, whoever is going to be my husband has to move to Minnesota. To Minnesota. Yeah. Which is not exactly calling um, my name. It's would never be calling my name. No. So it's like whoever is going better be freaking gung-ho. For the mid-freaking West. Yeah. And then uh, I'd like to also point out that it was the cutest moment though when Joe's like crying and telling the story. And you can tell it's like uncomfortable for him to be like crying. He didn't think he'd get so emotional bringing it up. And he literally goes, thanks for asking. Oh, I know. <laughs> the cutest little thing. He's like, thank you for asking. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. You know, he's just so embarrassed. Where he's 100%. Just like, well, thanks for asking. No. I'm like, has anyone asked you, I guess? Like... Poor kid. I don't really know. Really bottling up yeah. those feelings. <laughs> and then moving on to the group date, we have the Vikings. Um, I absolutely hate group dates. It's just everything's <laughs> so fucking weird and awkward. Like, knock it off. And, of course, it's like everybody now is overcompensating trying to give Michelle attention and affection and everything over the moon because of last week, um, nobody seeing her and including right. her. So, of course, you know, everyone's overindulging this week. Which honestly seemed appropriate. No, yeah. Like the amount of like kissing and hugging and like little talking. Yeah. I'm like, that's what a group date should be. Yep. It like didn't even seem like it was too much, you know? No. Uh, just compared to last time, it's like, thanks for making it weird, boys. Yeah. It's like, exactly. if you would have just fucking done this from the start, we wouldn't have to make a thing out of this. And exactly. now it's like, oh my God. That's where I'd be in my head, like, God damn it. Now, now I don't want you guys to try. Right. You know, it's like, <laughs> like is this genuine or is this yeah. just you trying to stay on so the you, show? So you don't get a little slap on your ass. Exactly. But yeah, I agree. Hate the stupid group dates. And it's like, I knew for a fact that all of these guys were thinking they were playing football. Yep. Just for them to be like, no, you're eating raw fish heads. And I would never. Like, that's not even funny. 
Crack like me up. frozen raw full fish. Yeah, I'm not eating that. You can imagine pay the me smell. Enough money. It's frozen in your hand. It's like when you're in like science class dissecting one of those frogs. Yeah, and you're biting. Rick put the whole head in his mouth and ripped it off. I heard the sound. Brandon went ham on that thing. Yeah. He didn't even pause. He said, "Fish in my mouth, go for it." Like, like what? I go. You guys are really fucking out there. Like just doing whatever. And it's like just picking up this entire time. Like Chris. Yep. Being not a team player, you know, it's like he's like, I'm not eating the fish. Not going he, out of his way to talk to her. This entire episode could not stop complaining. Just shut the fuck up. Oh my god, the worst personality. Where Literally, it's just like, he is just like, oh, like it's like like the fucking person on vacation that's like being a dick the whole time and that's a downer about everything. Where it's like, we're on vacation. Right. How are you mad? Exactly. You know, where it's like, dude. We're all having a good day. Why are you being pissy? He's the type of guy that is just living in his own reality 24-7. And he thinks, like, him acting this way, like, everybody notices and everybody should feel bad about me. And, like, you know, he thinks he's really doing something here with this. No, he really does. And the look on his face, too, (laughs) I want to smack it. No, something about his face really bugs me. And also, he gives me Michael Scott energy. Yes. 100%. 1 million percent. Just throughout this entire episode this is some shit michael scott would be doing from the 100 like oh and then clayton ends up winning the viking date i mean that dude could have is, guessed that he's just absolutely we got massive. a little bit more of a glimpse of him this time but right. still barely right i do i think i am liking him more yeah, a like little him. bit you know it's just i i have to keep remembering it's like the producers are like painting him this way absolutely they're purposely not showing him and then the parts they are showing of him are, are purposely perfect, good yeah perfect little pieces yes little nuggets and it's like there's nothing for us not to like about him because we haven't seen enough of him right and then we move on to the group date cocktail party and this is where chris really starts to be a monster absolutely <laughs> a fucking tyrant like just then all of the guys can see him just spiraling. He's so embarrassing. He is so embarrassing. It's like, it's just like you said, where it's like, he really thinks he's doing something. It's like, he was purposely not talking to her the entire day. And he's pouting around about Nate, talking to the producers, being like, my words fell on deaf ears. I went out and sucked my neck up and did something for you. Like about to Michelle, like I went out of my way to protect you, Michelle. And you didn't listen to me because you gave Nate the one-on-one. It's it's literally the only words that his vocabulary has is me, 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 and you, 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 she, 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 she. Like, pointing fingers, and it's all about me. Right. Like, oh my god. Like, how are you genuinely in your head, like, twisting the reality of these things? And exactly. It's like, and him thinking he's, like, throwing a tantrum at the group event and, like, not talking to her at all. It's like, all of the guys are now giving him shit where they're like, Chris, like, do you think that you, like, everybody utilized their time? Because you were the one that really had an opinion on it last week. Right. Calling us all out in front of Michelle. And then you were the one not even giving her any ounce of attention. Like, what is your plan here? Right. And it's like, dude, you are just so jealous. And it is so abundantly obvious. And riling himself up over it. Like, yeah, and I'm, I'm going to talk to her. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell her these things. You are all fucking bark, no bite. Exactly. Like, and it's like, but he consistently, like, group date doesn't say anything to her. Group date cocktail party doesn't say anything to her. It's like, no. then say it. Like, and he really, like you said, it's just like, he really thinks like, he's really going to get Michelle to be like, oh, what's wrong, Chris? Yeah. yeah. Like, let me come over and talk to you. What's like, going on? I'm so sad that you were ignoring me the entire group date. I don't give a fuck. Do you think she's crying about it, dude? Because at the end of the night... The cocktail party's wrapping up. She's like, all right, I'm going to end the night. And also, I want to point out really quick, when she was, like, addressing the guys at the beginning of the cocktail party, she sat down and she's like, I really wanted to say thank you because she goes, most 
of you made me feel special on this date today. Most. Not you, Chris, but most of you. She's not fucking stupid. No, and she's purposely trying to let you know. Yeah, and it's like, but she doesn't give a shit enough to be like, like running after him to make sure he's okay. It's like, no, I notice. And it's like, she deals with elementary kids every day. There are always the kids that are doing, acting out to get attention. She's not going to address that. 100%. It's like, (laughs) so that when she sits down to end the cocktail party it's like she goes all right you know the night's over i'm gonna wrap up the cocktail party and his face where he mouths wow wow what do you mean wow everybody else was able to get make their time yeah why don't you go up and say something well how is once again is it is he mad at her exactly you didn't talk to her the entire time everybody else got a chance what's going on just the twisting of the reality wow you're ending the group date before i talk to you even though i haven't made a single move all day exactly like i'm off in the distance nobody knows where i'm at she's when she sits down she goes everybody here and then it's fucking rude he's he's purposely being late to sit on the couch when everyone's gathering out and they're all waiting for him so he's got to make the entrance like he's pissed off it's like you're fucking rude and immature and then he's (laughs) talking to the cameras about michelle after she didn't talk to him he's like and you're not even going to check in on me or say thank you for last week like what do you want me to say thank you for for addressing something that i had already handled and then putting a target on one of the guys i likes back because of something so minuscule and stupid and then you're making this into some big, huge scene and you want me to fucking what? Bow down and say, thank you, Chris. In what world does that make any sort of sense? She never asked him to speak up for her or speak for her. No. You weren't a part of this entire, like, this entire situation that he had opinions on. It's like, you weren't even a part of. And it's also like, let her figure it out with Nate, dude. You've already said your piece. Yes. Like, how are you still, like, how is this Michelle's fault? Exactly. He's just literally talking himself and working himself up to the boiling point and he's about to get there when we move on to nate's one-on-one oh my god yeah nate's one-on-one they did like a cute boat day they had michelle's friends like two of her besties come on and get to know him i thought that was cute and he, totally he told his side of the story like when it came to chris s and everything which i was so happy that he was just able to say his side yeah you know where he's just like this is what i said he's like i didn't mean anything negative by it just more like i know i have a connection with michelle and it's like it's not if i'm gonna get one it's just like when i just gotta be patient and i'm gonna get one we have enough of a connection exactly he was just more trying to be positive and that's what we said last week that we were like i think what nate was trying to say about it was the fact that like he knows what he knows that him and michelle have we all know that they have a really good connection so he knows based off my connection with her and how i think we're both feeling i would assume at some point i'm gonna get one and then he even makes the point of saying that michelle told me to be patient right so it's like i'm being patient saying if it's not this one it's got to be the next one then right you know what it's gonna come the great point thank you for clearing that up exactly and it's just nice to have michelle hear it from nate's mouth instead of chris's you know where it's like chris is just painting this awful picture of nate because you're so threatened bro is it the height or is it the personality which one is it dude 100 percent. because it's like (laughs) nate is the most level-headed dude it's like when people are talking shit he's like i don't feel comfortable talking shit without him there let's bring him up here you know it's like even the whole chris situation he He still isn't like like ratting he still isn't like dragging chris either he's just like "Eh, i'm not gonna give it my energy he's got some weird thing for me like exactly like the only thing he's (laughs) literally said about chris is you're a dweeb and you are well and yeah 100 it's like to chris's face like (laughs) it's like bro but it's like even on the boat with michelle and the friends like he's not like yeah chris is a fucking pussy he's making all this shit up you know he's just like i don't know this fucking dude exactly like you just got a problem problem with me bro right 
So then we also have back at the house, Chris absolutely losing it. Martin, my was talking to him and yes. like trying to talk him off the ledge where he's like, you can't go in this with jealousy, any sort of like major feelings, like anger. Like he's like, bring all of that down. And, and he's trying to genuinely help Chris like manage his feelings and like not like go off the deep end and ruin this for himself. 100%. And Chris is literally like, well, no, I'm just going to be honest. No, people that say that like, well, I'm just being honest. It's like, um, no, actually, like, that's not being honest. That's just, you're in your own head. Like, that's what you think is right. It's like, no, that's for your own, like, agenda. It's like, exactly. That's like the people that, like, literally insult you and then be like, no offense. Yeah. It's like, what do you want me to do with that? What do you mean, no offense? Just because you're, you're honest dick. doesn't mean that your words are helpful whatsoever. Exactly. Like, and it there doesn't always mean that it's necessary to say. Just sometimes you gotta fucking cram it. He is just being so self-destructive. Like you could, I am just watching him yeah. unravel. Yeah. So then Nate and Michelle are having an amazing day. They're having an amazing dinner portion. The night is going swimmingly. Oh yeah. And then Michelle sees Chris walking up from behind Nate. And I mean the look on her face. She is just like, bro, what the fuck are you and doing you here? And you know Nate is like, there's no way right now that Chris is interrupting my one-on-one -on -one dinner date. When he literally comes up, he goes, this is weird, bro. So weird. weird. What are you literally doing? You couldn't wait two seconds. And it's like, I need to talk to you right now. Just, and I go, what are you coming to say, Chris? You're coming to say the exact same thing you just said. And guess what? It didn't do anything. Cause clearly she doesn't trust you more than she trusts Nate. 100%. It's like she literally heard every single thing you said last week and still gave Nate the one-on-one. -on -one. Clearly, your there, temper tantrum isn't going the distance like you want it to. Exactly. And it's like, and that's what he's pissed about. It's like, there is your answer, dude. So you coming and talking to her about Nate at Nate's one-on-one, -on -one, genuinely, what do you want her to do in that moment? Because before you even get there, it's like, clearly, she is not sending him home no matter what you it, say to her. Exactly. Like, it's, it's going to be, at this point, it's completely up to her. So it's like, dude, genuinely, what the timing, timing, tone, and turf. What the fuck is going on? 100%. Also, I think you should explain timing, timing tone, tone, and turf, turf for our listeners um, here. Yeah, if you've got something to say, like, and you've been thinking on it for a while, you're really emotional, something's bugging you, whatever. And you have the person you want to talk to about it, and it's like, okay, always we start with, you know, if you're really upset, it's like, wait on it for like a day or two. If you still feel the same way, then you can address it. But yep. in Chris's case, don't. Um, <laughs> and then, so timing, it's obviously like, is it the right time? Like, should you do it in the morning, like before you go to work? Should you do it at night before you go to bed? Like, what is a good like time to have this conversation? You probably shouldn't do it timing wise in the middle of a one on one that she's at. So right wrong. there, timing wrong. is wrong. Timing wrong. What did what is she supposed to do? She's in the middle of the one on one. Second, tone, the way that you deliver it, because he's delivering it as like telling her what to do, screaming at her or like deflect, you know, any like hostile. Yeah. Also with tone is like pointing fingers. How I was saying, it's like Chris is saying, she, 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 you, you, you. It's all right. about me, but it's like, you're the issue. It's like your tone and, and then turf. Turf is like, you shouldn't probably do it um, when you're like pulling up before your dinner, like your family Christmas dinner, you probably shouldn't have the biggest conversation you need to have with your significant other. Totally. Turf, she probably shouldn't, he probably shouldn't have done it at the dinner date in the middle of dinner at this place that Nate's right there. You know what I mean? It's like the turf. Where are you doing it at? It's like you need to be in the right setting at the right time with the right tone. Thank Fuck. you. And he missed all of those pieces. <laughs> and this is when we need Bennett's fucking um, emotional intelligence book that he gave to Noah. Right, for real. Oh my God. And so uh, Michelle's obviously pissed off having to talk to Chris. And Chris is just, once again, he gaslighted her like no other. Where it's like, well, I told you all of this information. Then you turn around and then you like, you pick him for the day. Like you weren't even appreciative of what I did. It's like, he she didn't ask you to do that. Like, She's like, you spoke for me. You didn't ever 
we never even had a conversation about this. Like now you put all of us in an uncomfortable right. position. You had no right to speak on that. Even Michelle, it's like the fact that you're telling Michelle like what to do and how to handle herself. It's like even Brett was like, Michelle is the most level-headed bachelorette that's ever been on the show. It's like she knows what she's doing, knows how to handle a problem, knows how to deliver things. It's like even when Nate was on the boat with the friends and they were grilling him like, who's wrong in the house? You know, yeah. like, what guy is wrong in the house? You know, and he could have been, you know, Chris, Martin, all of these guys. But he was like, Michelle has shown that she has yeah. no problem weeding out the bad ones. Right. You know, it's like she'll take care of it. He wasn't trying to be like this, 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 this that's what chris would have done chris if you would just focus on yourself for real then we wouldn't be here and also once again clearly no one in your life has told you to just cram it it's like stop speaking for other people and if you would have just listened first and maybe talked to michelle about it by yourself then you would have known that she already had handled the problem exactly rein in your emotions like control yourself right but women are emotional Oh, women are so emotional. Oh my God. And she's like, yeah, um, Chris, I don't need you making any sort of decisions for me ever speaking for me. Nothing. She's like, I think I've made the right decision and I'm sticking to it. And I'm also sending you home. Thank you. So thank God. Adios to Chris. Cause I'm like, they definitely could have kept him on the show to keep bugging us. But I'm like, I can't hear this man talk. And it's just like, he's so delusional. That's what makes it 100%, worse. 100%. Cause he's genuinely like in his head. Like that's like a narcissist where it's like right. thinking it's everybody else is doing them so dirty when it's like, it's you. If everybody else is the problem, it's probably you. Yes. We say that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Literally. It's just the victim mentality. I cannot do it. It's like, Chris, no way you're feeling really bad for yourself after you've literally spoken for her through a temper tantrum at the group date and at the cocktail party, given her the cold shoulder, ignored her and then interrupted her one-on-one and it's woe is me. I can't. Like, I, I'm really confused how we've come to the conclusion that poor Chris. I just, it's too much. It's literally just too much to handle. God, how old is this man? I'm like, the maturity <laughs> is just not there. And it's like, you're making what you said about Nate that could have been a somewhat of a red flag at first. You made it now look like Nate is like the most trustworthy, nicest guy in the world. Like now yeah. she's just got all na- eyes on Nate because you just, you completely ruined it for yourself. Exactly. Like she just saw how much you've unraveled and yeah. how it has gotten to you so much where it's just like, now it's not even believable at all. Right. And I'm glad that Michelle, like she goes right back to Nate and it's like, I took care of that. Like, thank you. Took care of it. And I like that she didn't let it ruin the rest of the day. Like, and I like that it wasn't the, back and forth, back and forth between them two, trying to figure out the answer, bringing no. them together. You know, it's like, and Nate she's was like, made her decision on who she trusts. And she's like, if it doesn't go well, that's my, that's my own issue. That was right. my choice. Nate even says to her where it's like, I don't need to know what happened in that conversation. Yeah. You know, it's like, you don't need to tell me. Yep. Love that. Me too. Cause he's like, I got nothing to hide. Like that's my thing too. The entire time he hasn't been like super defensive when it came to the Chris thing, you know, right. he's like, here's what I said. Like this dude's <laughs> making it a big deal. So then we move on to the rose ceremony everything's going pretty good i did notice that it's like she utilizes yes, her she's time doing well. that. like where i like that she's making little special moments with each person like we we had this conversation last time so i set up a little thing for us to do this right like she does a walk with rick yes. where she walks around minneapolis and walks around the city cute. and then she bakes a cake for brandon for his birthday and then she takes rodney to the rooftop it's like not always the bachelorette is the one doing that it's always the guys trying yep. to make a special moment for her but it's like she's also doing that in return yeah i love it Me it's too. like each person feel like special and also seen like it's not just her being seen now it's like 
I see you all. Like, right. I know our conversations. Like, And I- that's what I like about Michelle's season where it's like, I don't necessarily know the front runners. Like, obviously, I know that Joe and Nate are front runners, but it's like, she has a great connection with Rodney. She has a great connection with totally. Rick. Totally. And she has a great connection with Brandon. Brandon is one of those guys that's sneaking up from behind. I know. He is gaga for her. I feel like he's also like... I feel like he genuinely like is Gaga for her, but I feel like he's he's the kind of guy that's all in on every relationship, whatever whether he's like a good boyfriend or not or loyal or whatever. It's like, but I feel like if he's got a girl, it's like my girl, my queen, my princess. You know, it's like I'm all in. Like, and then it's like the next week he's got a different girlfriend. He's all in on that girl. You know, one hundred percent. But I'm he's a funny little guy. I like him. I like him too. And what I was saying to Brett last night, I go, he is not gonna win. I am calling it now. Hmm. Brandon's not gonna win. But Brandon is going to do amazing on Paradise. Oh, he's a gem for Paradise. Like, he genuinely is so kind and nice and is willing to put himself out there. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's like he really tries to make Michelle feel special even before the other guys try. Yep. You know, it's like... Oh, yeah, definitely. He has been trying this entire time. When Michelle even notices, she's like, you try above everybody else. Yep, he's been giving 110% since day one. And I also, like, he's so charismatic. Like, he'd do great on the beach with, like, everybody. 100%. And I feel bad that everybody makes him seem like he's so, like, young-looking, which he is. Yeah. But also, he's tall. He's taller than Michelle. I mean, like, yeah, compared to, like, Olu and some of the guys. It's like, he is more of, like, a lean, like, Thin, like not even thin because he is ripped like he does have muscles and he's like he's he's fit he's he's fit and in shape but he's not like a huge muscular like oh look you know body types are different he's like more like boy looking than man yeah. looking but doesn't matter in my opinion honestly still it's a like, cutie then we get into michelle's little conversation with martin once again martin not knowing how to articulate his words Yes. He digs himself into a hole every time. And Michelle is like, no, you can't just like say broad statements or just like blanket statements. And then not like she is listening to every word that people like these guys are saying to her. So it's like, she's going to follow up on questions. You know, it's like he just kind of says things and she's like, no, back that up. You didn't answer my question. What, what's up with that? Right. It all starts off with the first thing that he wants to address, which is like, Michelle is saying the same things to multiple guys mm-hmm. where it's like he's hearing from Nate that Michelle said something to him that he also said to Martin that she also said to Rick, which I do understand that. But also it's like it's part of the show, dude. And it's like and she can have those same feelings for multiple people, which I feel like it's hard for people to grasp. You yeah, know, it's like, how can you be into me, but also be into him? Right. Which it's like, that's the show. That's and the also show. time and time and time again, this show has proven people fall in love with multiple people. Yeah, it's like. All the time that right. happens. I think him hearing from other guys, like, similar phrases or things that she's said to him. But it's, like, that is the point. Like, you just... He just... It's almost like seeing the fourth wall when you're watching a show. You know, it's, like, they all know that she's dating all of these guys. But then to actually hear it, that of, like, oh, oh, wait, she is... You know, yeah, she right. actually is. But it's, like, but that's the name of the game, dude. And it's also, like, they aren't far enough along where it's, like, they're saying, I love you and all this, like, specific, really deep things. That's like, oh, you said that exact specific deep thing to him in the final right. three. It's like, there are 10 guys. We've only covered a surface, surface with these men, you know, right. of like deep connections. So it's like, there's not much she could have said that's like really hitting home for him. Like, right. One of that the, deep. One of the things I do catch though, she does say is like, after the one-on-ones, like she'll be like, this is the yes. best one-on-one date I've ever had. Yeah. This was the, one the, of my best dates. Like, like she said that about Jamie. Yeah. And then she said that about, about Joe. Joe. And, and then, then she, she said, said about Nate. Nate. Yeah. So it's like that little piece, I do see her. Yeah. But also it's like, it could just be increasingly getting better. You know, it's right. like she had the best date with Jamie. Then she had a great date with Joe. And then boom, she had Nate. And it's like, that was like awesome. Spending time on the boat with her friends. Like that's her dream. 
to be on the boat at Lake Minnetonka. Right. When I've had, I would say, multiple good days in my life, I've probably said this is one of the best days I've ever had. Or exactly. something, you know, and it's like, but doesn't mean my other best day I've ever had wasn't the best day I've ever had. Right. <laughs> so that was the first yeah. piece was like her repeating herself to other guys, which I understand that worry, but also it's like, you just got to let it go. And I don't think that's worth bringing up to her because what do you want her to do? Like maybe later on if it's still bugging you and more things come up as you're getting right. closer and deeper combos. But it's like, I don't think that was worth um, bringing that up whatsoever. What she, now she's just got to, now she's thinking about everything she's saying. One, and then he starts to dig himself a hole. Basically says something along the lines of that like, like girls are such high maintenance. He said girls in Miami are really He high was mumbling the whole time that I kept having to rewind it. I couldn't tell what he was saying majority of the time. What he was trying to say is like, Michelle is like got such a good head on her shoulders. She can take care of herself. Like she's not expecting a man to take care of her. And then he goes, all of the girls in Miami are so high maintenance. And then she's like, so tell me how they're high maintenance. He goes, they just expect me, the man, to take care of them. That's what makes girls high maintenance is like that they always expect men to do everything and take care of them, do everything for them. But like, like that's not how it should be. Things like that. And, and Michelle's just like, what? She goes, you didn't answer my question. Tell me how they're high maintenance. He's like, what do you mean? I just did. Which he kind of did. But also it's like, how is that making a woman high maintenance different than a man? When I was watching Michelle, I'm like, what we've heard from Michelle, and I think she was thinking as well, is like, every relationship Michelle has been in up to this point, she has been the one taking care of the men the entire time, and it's exhausting. So for him to be like, women, you know, always like, <laughs> guys always have to take care of the girl. It's so annoying. She's like, oh, uh-uh, because yeah. all I've been doing in my relationships is taking care of guys, so I'm confused how there's like, you're wrapping us all up into this bundle. Exactly. So then when she makes him back it up and re-explain... Then she's like, how does that make me, how is that different than a man being high maintenance? And he comes back and says like, well, men typically don't need to be like taken care of and coddled in a relationship, Yeah, which I'm sure we all know, ladies, that ain't the fucking truth. Um, that ain't the truth. Like, <laughs> So then she's like laughing because she had just told Nate and or, Nate or Joe, like how toxic her last relationship yeah. was and how much she was giving and giving and giving and taking care of him and helping him with everything. Yeah. And to the point where she had to like claw herself out of that relationship. Yeah. So it's like funny that that's what you're saying, Martin, right. especially after saying you have a horrible communication and you're going to need her to teach you oh how to my, do it. I mean, yeah, exactly. Where I'm like, and I even said last week too, when that whole conversation I, where I'm like, um, this is the biggest red flag because she literally said she does not want to take care of anybody like moving forward of like having to be the caregiver, the sole caregiver in like the relationship right. where it's like, she's going to have to literally teach him how to be like emotionally mature. And yeah. that doesn't sound like a really great future. <laughs> yeah. And I think Michelle in this moment was just like, Ooh, these are some red flags. They come to like this, like speed bump all the time, you know, right. where I'm like their communication together. Isn't it? I, like, my patience would be growing very thin. He's not articulating his words where it's like, say what you mean. Dude. Exactly. Cause also it's like at a certain point, you can't use that as your excuse anymore. Right. And you it's know, just, it's like, you're a grown man. You got to figure out how to communicate. Exactly. And it's like, if you would have just said half of that, Martin, if you would have just said like about her, you know, it's like you, you don't came need, on the show because she can take care of herself and she's so level headed and that's what you want in a partner. You don't that would have been fine. Yeah. But you turned it around and said, Miami girls are so high maintenance. And it's like, when I'm looking at you, Martin, I'm thinking you're, you're high, high maintenance, bro. <laughs> you don't need to put down other women to bring like her up. You don't have to put down those girls because now I'm just pissed off about it. Exactly. Because he goes, you know, like all the Miami girls are so high maintenance. That's why I came on the show because you're not high maintenance. And she's like, that's all you're talking about. Like, it's just and like, it's like eh. your definition of high maintenance is like someone to take care of you. In what way are you, are they asking you, Martin, in a relationship to be like, um, hang out with me, speak to me, be kind to me, go on, treat me like your girlfriend. Maybe is <laughs> yeah. that high maintenance? 
Because other than that, what are you doing? Like tucking them into bed, hand feeding them, spoon feeding them every night? Because <laughs> I would like to hear what those girls have to say about you, sir. Yeah. So after that, we have the rose ceremony and Martin ends up getting a rose. And then the stupid two people that go home are Leroy and Casey. Casey's mm-hmm. the one that looks like Dak Shepard, Kristen Bell's mm-hmm. husband. You know who I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Why are they legitimately twins? I can't believe that. Thank God. Thank God you figured that out because I have been staring at him on the screen being like, who the fuck do you oh. look like? Looks just like that. And then also Leroy loved him. I feel like he didn't get his chance to shine enough. I liked him too. He is hopefully going to be on Paradise. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot to him where it's like he's really smart and he also dresses really well. He's got a good personality. He just didn't get his time. Yep. Which like happens a lot of the time on the show. Yeah, you get overshadowed. There's so many people there and it's like, yeah, you, I'm sure you have a lot to bring, but there's also a lot of people there that have a lot to bring. And that's even what Rodney was saying. He's like, all of the guys are great. Like he's like, there's, and there's a lot of big personalities. I don't have the biggest personality. I'm not the strongest or the cutest or, you know what I mean? He's like, there's a lot of competition here. So you've got to make yourself seen. And that was the end of this episode. Wow. I, I just feel like a weight lift off my shoulders getting to bitch about Chris S. and Martin. Yeah, 100%. I feel like I confronted them to their face. <laughs> like, it just feels good to let it out. Oh, yeah, sister. All right, now let's get into gossip of the week and we're going to kick it off strong, people. We're starting with Taylor Swift releasing her version of Red, which this whole thing for Taylor Swift fans has been like the highlight of their life. I am not a big Swifty, no, but I do appreciate it because in my time of my life, I did listen to that album. Yes, this album, these songs, everything, it's like we were Swifties. We were. You know, so it's like bringing me right back there, but like there's so much of her shit coming out. Like all I know to talk about right now is the all too well, like 10 minute version. Right. Or whatever. Everything else, it's like still coming out. There's so many Easter eggs. I'm like, you guys, I can't keep up with that. Someone break it down for me quick. <laughs> you know, it's for like, real. give me the good juicy gossip and then let's move on it. I move past it. I don't, I don't really, I really care. Right. But there, I will say, I was really into the 10 minutes. Did you watch the full music? Oh, yes, you did. I sure did, sister. Really quick, some backstory. When Red originally came out, she was on either Good Morning America, Jimmy Fallon, something like that. And the interviewer asked her the question, like, what was the hardest song to write on Red? Like, what was the absolute hardest one? And she said, all too well. She goes, that could have literally been a 10 minute song, but she goes, that can't go on an album. Now, flash forward years later, she's like, it can go on an album. Here it is, bitch. Mm-hmm. And it's all about Jake Gyllenhaal and their relationship. And it's so funny that like all those years of listening to this song and not realizing it was Jake Gyllenhaal. I mean, I'm sure everybody knew her at some point, but it's like that, that piece skipped my mind. Right. Some people have like broken them down because I know like Mr. Perfectly Fine is about right. Joe Jonas. Yep. And then the one about John Mayer. Yep. And then this one's about Jake Gyllenhaal. I mean, the music video was amazing and I'm like loving that who they chose. Dylan O'Brien. Seth and I, we have a long history with you, long, Mr. Dylan O'Brien. Long. So, and then we have Sadie Sink from Stranger Things and I love her. It's just so weird that it's her because I'm like, it so blows my mind that like how far the Stranger Things kids have grown when I'm like, you started out so young and now like the new season, they just released a trailer of the new uh, season of Stranger Things and it's like 11's going into high school and they're all going into high school. They're freshmen. I'm like, bro, you were like in elementary school in the first Crazy. season and now you're all in high school and you're like kissing and going on dates. It's just so weird. Like Sadie Sink, you're Crazy. 19. And she's in this music video with Dylan O'Brien. Like, okay. I mean, I think they portrayed it super well. I loved the whole concept. The dinner scene, 
I will say it did seem immature. The, yeah. I just wish they chose something else for that portion. like Or made it more of like, because my, yeah, exactly. It was like, it was almost like she was overreacting. It didn't seem like a big enough thing to be like, this is why I'm so broken about you. Or like the big fight scene in the music video is literally like they're at a dinner. And it, which I understand, like I'd be upset too if I was her. It's like they're at this dinner with Jake Gyllenhaal supposedly or whatever and his buddies. And right. she like reaches to grab his hand at the dinner and he like brushes it aside and like won't acknowledge her the entire night and things like that. And then is like bitching her out for being in a bad mood later. And she's like, well, no one acknowledged me the entire time. Like, right. you brushed my hand away. But I'm still like, that was the big issue. Right. Because, like, the actual story of Taylor Swift, like, what actually happened was Taylor Swift was 20. And then Jake Gyllenhaal was 30 at the time. And then they dated for three months. And that we know of, he took her virginity and then dumped her after. Right. And that's why she was so broken. That's why she had such a hard time. So this whole music video is kind of depicting that entire relationship. It shows like the beginning when they're super happy. And then it's like the first crack. And that's the dinner scene Mm -hmm. where it's like, that's the first time that like something really bad happened or something not really bad, but like that's the first time where she felt the shift where it's like, this isn't going the way I want it to. And in the music video, the scarf is supposed to be representing her virginity. Because it's like right in the very beginning, she comes into the house and she drops off the scarf on the railing. Yeah. And then at the very end of the music video, it's Taylor Swift. She's playing herself. She's all grown up and she's an adult. And she's playing this piano in this bar. And then it's like the back of Dylan O'Brien's head and he's wearing the scarf. Mm -hmm. And she says something like, I never got that back from you. He kept the scarf. Like, and when they were broken up, he would wear the scarf purposely out in the paparazzi photos. And she's like, you're fucking literally, like, terrorizing me. Like, I see you're wearing my fucking scarf still and you're purposely wearing it around the paparazzi. There's photos of him wearing it. Oh. So that was the issue where she's like, you still have my fucking scarf. But it does because she says, like, smell or reminds you of innocence, smells like me. Yeah. You know, so that's what it's alluding to, I think, for the Right, because in the music video, they don't really, like, show them having sex or anything like that. Um, and then the other piece that's funny is somewhere in the song, she goes like, I'm not great at jokes, but here's the, like the punchline. Yeah. She goes, I get older, but all your lovers stay the same age because she is now like grown up and he is now 40 something and his girlfriend's 23. Same age she was when they started dating years ago. Yeah. So really good zinger there. She did have a couple zingers in that. Right. In and 10 minute. I think Taylor's looked at just such a artist, like truly like a creative artist. Yeah. Like that shit that she pulls is next level where I'm like, how do you even think of this stuff? How are you laying Easter eggs? It's like when people like um, come out with, like a long movie series. How did you know the ending? Right. How did you loop that back around when the other like Harry Potter when the other books weren't books weren't even written? Like, exactly. how did you know that was going to be the ending for real? Because it's like in Harry Potter. How do you think that far ahead? Exactly. Like, obviously, if you all watch Harry Potter, you know in the end that Severus Snape ends up being a good guy. You know, it's like she literally told Alan Rickman, who played Severus fourth movie she told him the ending when she hadn't even written it yet so that he could portray that in his acting performance right. just like low-key no in the whole time that you're actually the good guy in the end like how do you freaking know that that's too much wild all right next up we have kendall jenner and what she wore to the wedding the big controversy take it away so i don't even know the name of who she was at the wedding of like when her and bella hadid were one of the bridesmaids and so obviously at the wedding portion they wore the bridesmaids dresses and then the after party is where she wore like the infamous like completely like cut out barely covering the nips all the way down to her but like her cootie area like all you know really scandalous outfit like which i understand for any other wedding like but it's also it's not the wedding portion it's the after party right and it's you're it's yeah it's not appropriate i guess in a normal wedding but you're kendall jenner you the bride knew she's having kendall jenner and bella hadid 
at her wedding in her bridal party. Also, if you're friends with her, you probably are used to that where you, that's not something you're like, you're not in a competition phase right. with Kendall where that would bug you enough. That's what they, they wear outfits like this all, all the, the time. time. All right. the time. This is a different ball game we're talking about, people. For real. It's like people are wearing the craziest shit in Hollywood. So it's not really like that bad, but also I get it. And it's, I feel like it's more the people on the internet that are taking offense than the actual bride. Um, absolutely. <laughs> I don't think the bride really gives a shit. She had Kendall Jenner and Bella Hadid at her fucking wedding. In the wedding party as a bridesmaid. So obviously they're close. But I think if there was an issue, they would have hashed that out. Yep. And But of course, everybody's got an issue with whatever the Kardashians are doing. Of course. All right, and then final thing we have is Chrissy Teigen's Squid Game Party. I actually heard this drama on my way to the office this morning mm -hmm. from a talk show because they were all talking about it. And I had seen a little bit of drama about it, but I didn't fully understand, but they broke it down for me. Yeah. Chrissy Teigen and John Legend threw a huge party at their house for like Squid Game themed. And they did like a ton of Squid Game games and they all dressed up in the jumpsuits and it was the whole nine yards. Bunch of celebrities were there. Shay Mitchell was there. A bunch of other people. But the problem that we come to here is you all are the one percenters up here. You're the richest of the rich in Hollywood. You're the A-listers. Mm -hmm. And the premise of Squid Game is about the poorest of the poor that are so poor that they will literally do anything, life or death, to just make it by and get some money because their life is so in shambles. That they're willing to die just yeah. to have some money. So... A little tone deaf, you could say. Just it's like you're the one percenters, the most rich of the population playing the squid games. It's kind of like that one girl at the Met Gala that wore Tax the Rich at the Met Gala, which is like the richest um, exclusive event she could have been at. So same kind of principle right. where it's like just really not reading the room. And what were you saying? Um, right. What's tone the deaf. word for it? Tone deaf. <laughs> it's like even like the Tax the Rich. It's like you're wearing like a Balenciaga gown that's probably thousands yeah. of dollars with like Tax the Rich on there. Right. Us personally, with this whole Chrissy Teigen thing, I don't care. I don't think twice. Let them, everyone else is doing this theme everywhere. It's like, um, who, one of the big, like, DJs, he's got, he just did a huge concert and he's wearing yeah. the whole Squid Game outfit. And it's like, no one's thinking twice that he's got a lot of fucking money. Exactly. And they're all the poor people in the crowd, you yeah. know? But it's like, that might be even worse. Yeah. For <laughs> but real. it's like, I do understand how people could be bugged by it, but honestly, guys, let's not lose sleep over it. No, 100%. Where it's just like, I get the premise. I get what you guys are all upset about, but also it's like, they are fans of the show as well. You know, it's yeah. like, are they really reading into it? Or are we just all being like, that's a great show. So they this can't like it because they're rich? It's like, like, this is not a documentary out here. This is a fake show that was put on Netflix that everybody loves. Right. Like, and I also, I think it's definitely also because um, it's Chrissy Teigen and she's been on everyone's like shit list recently. Right. She's a little controversy, but I personally think it's not anything to write home about people. I agree. Not worth our time and or energy. Nope. All right, and that is a wrap on this week's episode. Make sure to leave a review, subscribe. And we will see you snitches next week for another gossip update. I need to go pee. Subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Bubble gut, hot snakes.